Come on, that's your chance. We got to try again. Nick, you were strong. Thank you. Let's try again. Merry Christmas. Thank you. That was much better, much better. It really is an honor to host you on Christmas Eve. I know there is many, many things that you have to do today, tonight, tomorrow, but it really is an honor and a privilege to have you close Advent with us and celebrate the coming of Jesus. My name is Mitch. I have the real privilege, real joy and honor of being the pastor here at Redeemer City Church, and I'm really grateful that you're here with us. Christmas Eve service, uh, the closing of Advent, really is my favorite service of the year. There's just something special about breaking the norm and meeting in the evening by candlelight and anticipating the arrival many, many, many years later of Jesus. That every year... For thousands of years, we have anticipated the coming of our Lord. But this year, I've spent a lot of time thinking about and reading about how we received this story of good news, this story of the birth of Christ, really this good news story, this proclamation that the Lord had come. More specifically, though, I am grateful for the simplicity and the reliability of the oral and written traditions that have given us the story, that have given us the news that for thousands of years we have heard the same news every year at Advent, that Christ is with us, Emmanuel, God with us. I'm grateful to our forefathers and mothers for passing that on as reliable witnesses to the person of Jesus for us to not just enjoy, but to more literally set our life on. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says this, it says, In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. And as I was thinking about that this week, I was thinking about what Advent does. Like, what does the news of Advent, what does the fact that God has spoken from old and is still speaking today, what does that do? I think Advent reawakens that anticipation in us for the greatest gift, if you'll excuse my cheese for a minute. That Jesus didn't come wrapped in ribbons, but in the promise that Advent brings, right? That He comes with hope and peace and joy and love, hence the four candles that are lit in front of me and in front of you. That that is the promise that comes. And again, one of the many wonders of Advent is how we received that. How we received hope, peace, joy, and love. We received it through what theologians call the Incarnation. We sang about it tonight. Incarnation, just put really simply, is God becoming human. Think about that. And we know God became a man because God has spoken to those who have gone before us. Jesus appeared to them in person. They wrote these things down. But what I love is verse 2 of Hebrews chapter 1, which says this. It says, But in these last days, God has spoken to us by His 
Son. That is the Christmas story. That is what happened when God became a human. He spoke to us through the Son. We got to see love. The fourth week of Advent is all about love. And we only know love because He is love. And so His words are what is recorded for us in Scripture. Scriptures reveal to us the story of God and they open the door for us to find our place within it. The story our kids told us tonight as they sang and as they spoke and as they played, that story matters because the birth of Christ ushered in true reality. There are many things that we do with our time, that we spend our time, that we give our heart to, that we give our love to, but at the end of the day, the thing that remains true is God with us. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, right? But there's one thing that remains. Jesus remains. But as you know, the story of creation, we were all creations of God. Handmade in his image and likeness with great value, dignity, and purpose. But upon our creation, we chose our own path. You know the story of Adam and Eve, right? As our kids are up here, we we learned that in Sunday school, right? That Adam and Eve were the first humans and God made them and put them in a beautiful garden and yet chose their own path as you and I do. The story of Adam and Eve is the beginning of what we would look at in almost every storyline that has ever been written since, right? Good versus evil. We get it. But here's what is true on Advent. And I think maybe the Advent season, the Christmas season, highlights it the most. This juxtaposition between those ideals of the Advent season and the reality of the life that I live, right? It's because every day you and I experience this battle between good and evil. Every day we experience it in our own hearts. We experience it in our TVs, in our social media feeds, in our kids' schools, and even in our own homes. And the story of Advent that has been told for thousands of years is that humanity needs rescue. Humanity needs rescue. We need redemption. In short, we need a... Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And I don't say that to you tonight because I don't think you are intellectually prowess enough to handle a different story. I just simply say that to you, not as a dramatic churchy thing, but as reality. Things in this world, and you and I look around, they're just not as they should be. Even today, news from some of you about the tragedies of life that have rest on you, that come even in the midst of the most wonderful time of the year, right? That the thing that levels the playing field is that life is broken. No matter how much money you have, it doesn't matter how much things you have, it doesn't matter how much safety you have, if cancer comes knocking. It doesn't matter if, and we could fill in the blank, and my, my goal is not to do that tonight, but just to simply say that if we'd be honest tonight, we would recognize that life is not as it should be. And yet, we sing these songs, we light these candles, we proclaim this 
good news because we do recognize that this is not all that there is. That the story of hope, the story of joy, the story of peace, and ultimately the story of love, the white Christ candle, is that light broke through and is currently breaking through the darkness into your life and into our life together. There is hope. As St. Augustine wrote many years ago, he said this, Salvation is God's way of making us real people. Salvation is real, it is reality, it is me recognizing that I cannot do this thing on my own. And this Advent, as with the last 2,000 Advents, God is speaking through His Son. Augustine went on to write this, To fall in love with God is the greatest romance. To seek Him is the greatest adventure. To find Him, the greatest human achievement. The liturgy of Christmas is Emmanuel, God with us. Hebrews chapter 1 can finish telling us the story. Listen to verse 3. The Son, Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. After He had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Fourth and final week of Advent is love. And love is personified in Jesus. I love the way John said it in his letters. In 1 John chapter 4 verse 8 he says, Whoever does not love does not know God. Because God is love. So tonight as we close out Advent and welcome Jesus together... I want to say one thing to you. I set all of that up to say one thing to you. And just one thing. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done. What you're going to do. He knows all of those things. I just simply want to say to you tonight. God loves you. How do I know? John chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. I'm sure you've heard of it says these words, and I want them to just rest on your soul tonight. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. So when we say... At Christmas time, year in and year out, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We are in fact saying for you and for me and for us, a Savior was born as a baby of a virgin and that was real. That that brought real and true reality. Friends, this Christmas, this Advent proclamation is true reality. God loves you and He proved it on Christmas. He proved it in the Incarnation. God became a man to live and identify with His people and die for their purification, resurrect defeating death, and ascend back to His Father so we could live in that reality with Him. Jesus is
that greatest gift. And again, he doesn't come wrapped in ribbons, but in the promise of hope, peace, joy, and love. God loves you. And I want to invite you to make room for him in your heart tonight. You see, because there are a lot of things vying for your attention, literally right now. (laughs) Like this guy would stop talking, we could sing and go home. But I want to just invite you to pause. And in the silent, you know, we don't really have a midwinter's dusk, right? It's kind of hot. But in this moment, in this maybe last peaceful moment, together as the church to make room in your heart for Jesus. I just want to invite you to do that. And to do that, I'm going to invite the band to come back up. And we do something every Christmas Eve here at Redeemer, and I want to explain it a little bit, that on your way in, you grabbed a candle. If you didn't, you still can. There's a basket in the back, but now is the time to get the candle. (laughs) What this represents is we're going to sing the song Silent Night. And I want you to listen to the words of that song. But what's happening in this moment is I'm going to take my candle and I'm going to light my candle from the white candle here in the Advent wreath. The white candle represents Jesus. It represents love. And the beauty of this moment is that as I light my candle from the Christ candle, I'm then going to light His candle and her candle and it will slowly spread. And what it is, is it's a picture of love. It's a picture of Jesus' love for you. Jesus' love for me. And by the time it reaches the back, it's Jesus' love for everyone. Because God so loved the world. And so, I want to invite you to stand with me at this moment. And I'm going to begin to pass the light. Just the person next to you, if you want to... I will continue. And if you just want to share it with the people near you, eventually we'll have the whole room lit. Once we get the whole room lit, we'll sing together. But while the love and light of Christ is being passed, I just want to invite you, if you're not a part of a church already, we would love to have you. We do, not the candles, but we do the same thing every Sunday. We gather as God's people. That same author in Hebrews said, forsake not the gathering of yourselves together. Why? Because we need each other. That, that brokenness, the light shines through when you have people in your life to hold up your arms. So I want to invite you every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. right here at Redeemer City Church. We'd love to have you worship with us. I think the light has made it. So, Kevin, take it away. Josh, take it away.